This is episode 48 of the School of Business Makers with Ifar Mohammed, and today we'll be discussing about entrepreneurship, youth, and women empowerment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our new another episode of the School of Business Makers. And uh, sorry a little bit because I have a flu, but I'm under medication and um, I'm recovering fully. And guess what? Today I have an amazing, an amazing guest all the way from Kenya. She's a young entrepreneur who believes that those closest to the problem are the closest to the solution. She's the founder and CEO of Supermom, which is a social enterprise that taps into the initiative of tackling the problem of unemployment and underemployment women from marginalized community. And how they do that through financial basic training on how to turn uh, into sales force that distribute first moving consumer goods within their community and hence closing the last mile of distribution gap. And on the conversation today, it's Nandan um, Ifo Mohamed Arab, and we'll be talking about entrepreneurship, youth, and women empowerment. Exactly, we are in the month of women. There's going to be a lot of conversation around that. Ifo, welcome to the show. Thank you, Christian. Thank you so much. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. Is there anything about you that I forgot to say that you like to inform the listeners about? Uh, that was a good introduction. You mentioned Supermom and, you know, you said who I am. So they'll get to know more about me as we go on. Wonderful. And without further ado, let me dive deeper with my first question. Can you tell us um, your story? Um, you were born and raised in a marginalized community. Um, how was it like and how did you feel about it? Um, so I come from the northeastern part of Kenya, specifically a county called Gaita County. And the population here is uh, mostly Somali. Um, so I'm from the Somali community and I come from a very communal community, which was a good thing growing up because it was one of those places where most people cared for each other and, you know, knew about each other and helped one another, which was great. But then the culture was not the best. It was not fair enough to women. There was a lot of gender inequality. And as I, like as a young person growing up here, I came to realize that at a very young age. So um, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, parents who were open-minded and who sent me to school. And that was my first like encounter with like gender inequality. So what I realized from a young age was the number of girls and boys in my class was rather just, there was a very huge difference. It was like a ratio of three to one sometimes five to one as you know we got older so from a very young age I was like my eyes were open to the gender inequality a lot of girls in my class kept dropping out because a lot of people did not believe in you know girl child education there's a lot of early marriages taking place and from a young age I was able to just see how things boys were allowed to do certain things and girls were not allowed to do them so even growing up, even in class, you know, certain things like, you know, passing exams were things that were seen as, you know, 
uh, something that you know boys did so i had to work a lot harder to prove myself so growing up i try you know ride bicycles things that you know only boys were allowed to do in my culture so i try play football i try you know you know climb trees i'd always be competing to try you know make it or like try to prove myself and make it be like you know i'm also the same as the boys in my class so growing up i could clearly see gender inequality playing out within my community and it wasn't something that you know i was very happy about but then that was culture and i always wanted to do something about it so that's my story wonderful what's an amazing story and as we celebrating um the month of um women i guess the uh, in in Rwanda i don't know about Kenya but the theme is choose to challenge how do you see nowadays um what need to be done when it comes um to women uh for example being involved more in um uh, entrepreneurship or being more involved into um different leadership position within companies um do you do you think um there is still um, more to be done um are women um ready to embrace all those change by themselves or tell me tell me what's your take on that Um so the theme um I think around the whole world is choose to challenge um for this month for women's month this month and um as you asked I do think that there's a lot to be done and you know I appreciate the efforts that are currently being put in to you know um create like a more balanced and more gender equal world but then there's a lot of things a lot more things to be done especially in leadership um and entrepreneurship in general we have um our lead our constitution in Kenya has tried to you know allow like um a two-thirds gender rule is something that it brought forth to create equality but then that still has not been able to actually put enough women in leadership positions still even with the two-thirds gender rule even with the you know the representation of women because we have a women representative seat here in Kenya that's um a position where women is elected to represent women within each and every county so efforts have been put in but then even with the efforts that have been put in there's still not enough to get enough women in leadership positions which is very you know um very <laughs> something that's not very good to look at so um i think the mindset and you know I challenge like everybody to like change their mindsets. We've seen leaders, female leaders around the world doing the most amazing things. Women have been the women leaders have been the ones who've dealt with the COVID pandemic within their countries the best as has been shown by statistics. And I think um if the mindset and if you know we all come together and push women forward and there's and you know try, choose to like you know challenge the barriers that women face in their everyday life then i think you know it would be it would make it better and push us even further as women that is so so amazing and shifting the gears um to your 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 business um can you tell us more what supermom is about and what problem are you solving Um so Supermom is a social enterprise that um empowers women from marginalized communities here in Kenya 
to create a sales force that distributes fast moving consumer goods within their communities so um supermom tries to solve two problems um the last mile distribution gap of fast moving consumer goods and by this i mean when um, manufacturing companies are not able to reach that last consumer in you know that bottom of the pyramid that last consumer in rural kenya and um women empowerment especially economically so again back to my story growing up here i did notice the gender inequality and it's something that i wanted to do and you know work on so from a very young age i was very active about you know educating women and encouraging people to take their daughters to school but then culture is a big force to deal with and growing up i realized that if i had to do something to change the mindset and to change the culture and how things are in garissa i had to you know come up with something that would actually be of value and be listened to um by people in my community and one of the things that you know my community is also known for here in Kenya is the very good at business and the very good business people and they do not discriminate when it comes to business so a woman is also allowed to own a business and you know start a business in fact you know a lot of businesses here are run by women so i decided to use that angle because there was also that problem of customers and consumers traveling really long distances to access basic everyday products so for some of us like me and you christian it's i i'm guessing um when we need something we walk like maybe 5 minutes to like a local store and get the products that we need but then for some people here in my community they travel up to like 40 kilometers to access everyday products so i decided to merge these two problems and create a solution that would help the problem like would help solve both problems together which is why i came up with supermom So what Supermom does is um it identifies women from marginalized um villages here in Garissa and then trains them on basic financial skills so how to sell and buy how to set up profit margin product use in um cases where the products are new to the area etc and then we ad- uh, after training them we we match them with products from manufacturing companies that we partner with that are unable to access these areas and then these women are now able to distribute these goods within their communities so um imagine um having like small pop-up shops in a village where pop-up shops were not accessible so the model is a win-win because it allows these women to now be able to earn a living so now they have a way of you know earning a living at the same time consumers don't have to travel up to 40 kilometers to access basic everyday products that they used to buy previously on bulk and then now companies such as Unilever are now able to reach that last consumer in that village that they previously were not able to reach so that's what supermom does and while we're training this women we're able to now teach them about gender equality teach them about the advantages of taking their daughters to school um harms of fgm the harm of early marriages and it becomes like a whole other inclusive education and it's a way for us to reach to the community and you know work on this agenda of women empowerment wholesomely 
Wonderful. Um, what's a mission and what problem you're really solving? It's really, really impactful and amazing. If I keep 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 up the good work, really. Thank you. And um, as a young entrepreneur, um, I'd like to know more about um, your entrepreneurship call. Do you have a moment in time when you realize that entrepreneurship is really my call? And when was that? Um, I wouldn't say exactly entrepreneurship. I'll call it social entrepreneurship. So um, again, tied to my background, growing up here, there's a lot of NGOs and um, international organizations and charities that are involved in a lot of work here because we have a lot of migrant communities coming in. And um, to me, um, everyone has a place, their place, but then I felt like they were not providing a long lasting solution for the people. And I always, you know, told myself that if I was going to work on, you know, bringing change and creating something, I wanted to create something that's sustainable because it was not very, you know, it was not the best feeling seeing people um, being helped, but then when donations stop, then they don't have any way of funding for themselves. So for me, my call was to create something, like even growing up, I, I didn't know the name was social entrepreneurship then, <laughs> now I know better. But then even as a child, I just wanted to create something that would be sustainable. You know, the whole teacher man how to fish and not give him fish. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create something that would allow people to learn or like, you know, would become a sustainable solution that would, you know, solve their problem, like become a long lasting solution. And which is why, you know, I was very keen on creating something like Supermom, something that would allow them um, have a way of earning a living. And through this training, I know that, you know, whether Supermom is here or not, these women are now able to like, you know, fend for themselves. And we have like, with the women that we started piloting with the first 10, they're now able to stand on their two feet and like buy their own products and set their own profit margins, like minus Supermom involvement apart from, you know, getting them the goods. So um, I knew that I wanted to create something sustainable. I didn't know the name then, but then it was, you know, I just knew that the, the charities were not creating a long lasting solution. So that's, I think that was my call. Okay, uh, that's that's amazing. Um, we're still in the pandemic, and um, we're discussing a little bit earlier about our challenges um, with COVID-19. Uh, you personally, what are like the top three challenges your business is facing in this pandemic, and how are you solving them? So, um, yeah, it's a very challenging time during this pandemic, and you know. I'll, a lot of people are facing different challenges and um, what happened with Supermom is I remember when the pandemic, you know, the, the whole lockdown was announced and us being in the first, <laughs> like the fast moving consumer good business, everyone was focused on hoarding goods. So trying to, you know, get all the goods that you could lay your hands on because you're worried about not finding goods tomorrow. So I remember that was quite a challenge and like, especially when, you know, your things, especially there was no inter-county movement at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was very hard to access goods from the city, which is where we get most of our goods. 
So that was a big challenge for us starting off. And um, I remember the thing that saved us the most was the relationships that we'd formed with the manufacturing companies that we were working with. I think that was the best thing that helped us because with this relationship, it allowed us to now be able to actually have their trust and have them consider us before, you know, selling to other people. So that really was, you know, very good for us. And then it also allowed them to actually allow us to, you know, purchase goods and then pay after, like have a payment agreement or something. And then another problem that we faced was lack of um, knowledge and generally ignorance among my community about the virus. So what would happen is there was a lot of, you know, rumors going on, a lot of misconceptions about the the virus, um, the lack of education and awareness about what the virus was and people believing, you know, it was something that was sent to end the world, you know, different misconceptions within the community. And one of the things that we did is we used the sales force that we have to spread knowledge about the virus. And we provided like um, hand washing like stands at every stop, like at every pop-up shop, at every place where Supermom is selling. We provided like a hand washing stand and then we're able to also like create awareness. So the good thing about working with women is they are the, like they are the mothers of the community they're the best people to inform people about what is going on and change mindsets so and you know change like mindsets especially in households and this was very beneficial to us and to you know the community um the other problem was we were not able to scale so as many entrepreneurs have faced it was a time where you know you try to keep cash in like you just try to survive it wasn't a time to try to expand. It wasn't a time to try to, you know, um, get more people. It wasn't a time to, it was just a time to just, you know, try to survive. So try like, you know, keeping your cash and not even scale. And it was very hard for us, especially as a social enterprise that wants to maximize our impact. It wasn't easy, you know, um, just sticking to, to one place and not being able to, you know, reach out to others. But then, it was also a time to maximize the impact on the people that we had already, on the people we were working with already within our network. So that's something we tried to, you know, work on even harder and improve their lives. But it was, you know, it was, it was not the best of times. It still is not the best of times. We're hoping for things to open up even more. Yeah, um, all over the world, we, we, we are hoping for the best. Um, a lot of businesses, um, especially SMEs, have been hardly affected and most of them, um, they're recovering from this uh, pandemic. Um, being a year ambassador and, um, and winner of Young Entrepreneur of the Year, for young people listening now who like to become entrepreneur, what advice would you tell them? Um, first of all, start now, go for it. Like whatever idea you want to start, go for it. That's the best, you know, advice I can give you. Because I remember, um, so Supermom and rather it wasn't what it is now, but growing up, it's something I had in mind and something that I always wanted to, you know, go back to the community and change this and change that. But I kept excusing myself 
and kept saying you know i'm going to be i'm i'm going to get educated you know i'm not ready i'm too young or i don't have the money blah 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 but don't worry like just start and it's very challenging there's so many challenges but then just start especially while you're young because then you have time to learn a lot more you have time to make a lot more mistakes and you know correct them if Chris, if you if i look back to what supermom was and what it's grown to be i'm really grateful that i was able to start it while you know i was younger and face all the challenges as i grew up because it it made it like much easier than i know if i started it you know when i finished uni then it would be hard even navigating through so just start whatever idea you have just start and then do a lot of research do a lot of research on what you want to work on just don't be blind because even with research you're able to talk to the people who you need assistance from and look like you know what you're talking about wonderful um great advice as you had from ifer just start there is no better time um to start than now don't wait or postpone for tomorrow uh, just get started and uh, do your research uh, link up with uh, different um like-minded individual in your industry or the niche you're operating in and um get as much knowledge as you can that will enable you to start um great advice ifra and uh, to- um talking about your long-term plan i know um as you said earlier your business is coming from a long way what is the long term plan of supermom in terms of empowering women by enabling them to be financially independent in the long run um so the problem that we're trying to solve is not limited to my community like several communities in Kenya go through the same challenges several um places in Kenya face the last mile distribution gap and we're hoping to be able to you know scale and reach other communities and you know be able to actually implement and work on creating like and starting working with like the communities that are also facing the same challenges so that's our plan for maximizing our impact and also we're hoping to also partner with more manufacturing companies so we add the number of products in our catalog and you know just maximize imp- impact while maximizing sales at the same time wonderful that is really great um how does it feel being an entrepreneur ah <laughs> that's a very tough question um being an entrepreneur is very tough there's a lot of challenges you're going to deal with especially being a young entrepreneur so entrepreneurship is challenging at whatever age but then being a young entrepreneur and being a woman entrepreneur you face a lot of challenges especially with people not believing in you um lack of funding the policies are against you i mean here in kenya even starting a business requires you to have like more than 100 usd just you know registering a business here in kenya and a limited liability company and you know there's so many challenges for young entrepreneurs here in kenya and being an entrepreneur is not easy like it really is not easy there's challenges everywhere but then um on the good side is very fulfilling i do like what i'm doing it's it's very nice to know that i've created something that is you know helping like solve problems for people that is helping you know 
change somebody's life that's helping someone now be able to earn be able to you know get a way to raise their families so um it's really a very fulfilling jo- fulfilling like you know job <laughs> if it's a job like if i can put it as a job so it's very fulfilling entrepreneurship is very fulfilling but it's a very tough journey but like you know one of those fulfilling but then tough journeys yeah one of those so it's um it's tough but fulfilling wonderful uh being an entrepreneur is very very tough but at the same time a very um fulfilling as you've heard from from Ifram and we'd like to get to know a little bit the personal aspect of your life other than um helping the community empowering women um what else are you passionate about at um, as a person um i'm very passionate about um traveling i love traveling i love going to new places experiencing new cultures and you know just just seeing what other people are doing and what what their thoughts are so um you know i believe that if i was limited to garissa i wouldn't have been able to open my mind because i went to school in nairobi and that's when you know i saw how different the city was from where i come from and i think that began my passion for traveling and everywhere i've been has always taught me something new so i'm very passionate about traveling it's very stress relieving for me as well so i'm very passionate about that dancing as well um hanging out with friends i don't know if that counts but like i'm very i have very close relationships with my family and closest of friends so that's also a very something i'm very passionate about and i value a lot and then reading so i read a lot of books i don't know if it's my law background but then i just like to like put anything in a book and you'll get me to read it so i'm very passionate about reading as well pretty impressive and um we've seen during this pandemic a lot of things are changing daily and constantly how are you keeping up um with your mental uh, well-being um so again bringing it back to family and friends um and again something like the year community which is something that i'm going to touch on now <laughs> excuse me um so on a personal level i am very close to my family and my friends and um i've been home throughout this pandemic like it's brought me so much closer to my dad and my siblings and we it like they help me with like any like whenever i'm feeling stressed or whenever you know i have challenges be it from work be it from like you know um daily life <laughs> or the pandemic itself it's been very it's it's just better off being with family and you know friends but like just better off being with people who care about you so that has been my my friends and my family have been my rock and then something i took up during this pandemic is fitness so i've been going to the gym a lot a lot more often or rather i started doing this pandemic and i find it's a very good stress reliever <laughs> like it's it's very good like it's is is very it's a good cuz and i think it sort of maybe replaced traveling cuz now i'm not able to go places but then i'm able to go to the gym and you know work out you know feel better it, i always feel better after a workout so that's something new i've taken up during this pandemic of the year community so um 
the business side so apart from the year community there's other groups that have been part of and like the anzusha fellowship and um the skol foundation as well and the networks that have built um while working at supermom and the different groups like now the year community and the anzusha fellowship especially because that's where i have a lot of young people those people have been key to me like in terms of like um being mentally stable during a pandemic as a ceo running a business so a lot of uh, the anzusha fellowship is for um people aged between 15 and 22 and the year is um the year um communities for people aged between 18 and 30 so a lot of times it's always a nice place to brainstorm a nice you know group a nice community to share your problems and find solutions or just even you know converse and talk to people who are like minded who understand the challenges that you're facing who are able to share opportunities with you and you know sort of like help solve a problem for you we have something in the year community here in Kenya called like the venture hack challenge where you know you post your problem and we're able to you know come together and brainstorm and help you solve it so that's been really key for me in terms of like my business um side the communities and fellowships have been part in have been very key to my well-being wonderful uh you're very very lucky for young entrepreneurs listening now um you've had some good opportunity to enable you uh, build your network um touch base with ifresh can introduce you to some of those fellowship and network to enable grow your business network at the same time being able to build um solutions that maybe that may help your business to move forward if i let me wrap up this conversation with my last question we like i would like to know who is your everyday hero in your life my dad mr arab so um for me my dad's been very keen almost you know or like my entire life he's been my dad and mom for the past 6 years and he's done the best job ever and you know um one thing that's very special about my dad is um he is my dad I've never known my dad with with like both his legs is disabled he lost both his legs before I was born but I have never even like I even forget that he does not have his legs because of all the things that he is able to do his the definition of disability is not inability and he challenges me to reach greater heights every day so i can't wait to be even half of what he is so that's my everyday hero somebody that i really really admire though is um Ilwad Elman she's a director at the Elman um i think Elman Elman group Elman foundation i'm not sure it's a foundation but Elman and um it's called Elman Peace she's a Nobel prize nominee for 3 years now she's a Somali Canadian um and she runs you know she's one of her mom and her dad founded Elman Peace and she's one of the directors there and the work that she's doing in Somalia is amazing like you should check out Elman Peace and for me we did not get a lot of representation especially Somali women doing amazing things growing up and for me seeing how much effort she's putting in despite all the challenges and you know losing even her sister and her dad and you know just still being able to push and impact people in Somalia has been you know very um inspiring to me and it keeps pushing me every day wonderful that's so so amazing um we are coming to the end of this conversation and uh my guest was 
Ifra Mohamed Arab, who is the founder and CEO of Superman. Thanks a lot, Ifra, for making it to this conversation. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Um, remember to, um, if you like this conversation, uh, share it with your friends. If you have any question, if you have any comments, um, please shoot us an email. We'll be very, very happy uh, to come back to you. Um, and I speak to you guys next week.